Welcome to Choose to Become, a podcast about discovering yourself, cultivating self-love, and choosing to do the work to become the very best version of you. I'm your host, Lindsay Casey, and I'm so excited that you're here. On this show, we talk about all the things. We talk about self-development, healing, and just basically creating a life that we love. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, and welcome to Choose to Become. If you're new here, thank you for tuning in. If you are returning, thank you for coming back. I have a special treat for you today. It is the first chapter of my book. It's the introduction chapter to my first book, Choose to Become. So I'm going to read you the book blurb, and then we're going to go right into the first chapter, which I hope you love. Okay, here's the book blurb. We get to decide who we become. What are you choosing? If you've ever wondered how to finally feel better and live your life to the fullest, you're not alone. That's exactly what author and yoga teacher Lindsay Casey wondered too. What to do when you feel stuck and unfulfilled, and how to escape this frustrating cycle of self-doubt and negative thoughts, especially if you've walked through trauma, addiction, and abusive relationships like she has throughout her life. The answers she's found and the answers she's teaching her students are all here together with her story. The how of inner healing, cultivating self-awareness, sitting with emotional wounds, kicking the inner critic, falling in love with yourself, finally truly living perhaps for the first time in your life. And through it all, there's humor and vulnerability and love. Introduction. Take a deep breath. The fact that you are reading this book is somewhat of a miracle. And not just because there are millions of other self-help books that you could have grabbed. I say this book is miraculous because based on statistics and the various experiences I've walked through in my life, I probably shouldn't have lived long enough to write it. I'll never forget the morning of November 20th, 2008. I woke up early, before my then two-year-old son, and immediately heard rain falling. I snuggled deeper into the comforter that covered my little bed and smiled, thoroughly enjoying the sound of rainwater pitter-pattering on the rooftop. After a few moments, I got up and wandered into the kitchen to make some coffee. As the coffee brewed, I grabbed my hoodie and a cigarette, and once my coffee was done, I headed outside to my front porch. It was still raining lightly and pretty dark, so I sat near my doorway, trying to stay out of the rain's reach. Although I have not smoked in many years, I can still remember the satisfaction I felt taking the first drag of my first cigarette of the day. I gazed down my long driveway, blinking a few stray raindrops out of my eyes and saw the neighbor's cat walking up to me. Oh, love, you should be inside, I murmured as I pet her damp fur. As if on cue, she slinked past me inside my entryway as she sometimes did. I smiled and shook my head, turning my attention back to the rain. I've always liked rainy mornings, but this particular morning felt uniquely calming and purifying, almost hypnotic. As I stared into the mist, I had a singular thought that was so profound that it filled my entire being with a sense of gratitude and emotion. I made it. Then the tears came, mixing with the cool, misty rain. Suddenly, I wasn't cold or mad that my cigarette had been ruined by the wet air outside. I was filled with a sense of awe so deep that it was palpable. These were the first moments of my 25th birthday and my first conscious spiritual experience. There are so many reasons why I wanted to write this book, and for many years, I knew that I would eventually write it. I just didn't have the context or self-awareness in those earlier years to successively put my experiences into cohesive stories that would help someone else. Shit, I could barely help myself. Most of my 20s were spent simply surviving. And even after the literal survival, I was left to survive the internal turmoil that plagued me up until a few years ago. 
My life has been disconnected from conception. My mother used heroin throughout her entire pregnancy with me, so when I was born, I was born fighting for my life without the benefit of sobriety. My early childhood was like an emotional boot camp, harshly but successfully establishing unhealthy conditioning and feelings of unworthiness based on sexual, physical, and emotional abuse I experienced during those early years. I stumbled blindly through most of my early adult years seeking external validation in the unhealthiest of ways. I searched for my value in individuals who also didn't know their own worth. I've unconsciously played out past traumas in friendships, romantic relationships, and even with family. I turned to drugs to cope with the constant pain and angst I felt within myself. Even after getting off drugs in 2004, I was still living a life of dissatisfaction, anxiety, and addictive tendencies. You see, just getting off drugs didn't heal the wounds or create immediate growth. I had to take a few more big blows before surrendering and looking at all my shit. In 2014, I discovered yoga after an unexpected surgery due to some major health issues I was facing. So I was required to stop my normal exercise routine. My doctor suggested I try yoga and I told her I'd look into it. I had heard of it, but I'd never practiced or ever even seen it done before. Little did I know at the time that this would become a major catalyst in my healing journey. When I first began practicing, I would watch yoga videos on YouTube and follow along as best as I could. I did this for two reasons. First off, I couldn't afford to attend a studio or gym. And lastly, because I was too self-conscious to try my hand at it in front of anyone else. Initially, I would get frustrated with the beginner poses that I couldn't seem to achieve. My breath would be ragged, and I would become exasperated because I couldn't follow the breath cues that the teacher on the video was demonstrating. Anytime that I would fall out of a pose, I would internally beat myself up. The teachers made it look so easy, and I felt like I looked like a wounded flamingo. I did, however, keep going back to the same video until I felt like I had mastered it. And I did usually feel a teensy bit more centered by the last few minutes of the online class. I realize now that those moments of getting frustrated on the mat, those moments of resistance were mirroring the moments I would get frustrated off the mat. They were the places where my ego was showing itself. Those moments on the mat were showing me, whether I wanted to see it or not, my emotional blind spots and unhealthy patterns of behavior. When I would get my breathing wrong or fall out of a pose for the eighth time, I would inwardly shame myself mostly unconsciously at first. I was doing the exact same thing when I would make a mistake at work or say the wrong thing in a social setting. The scary part was that I lived so many years doing it and wasn't even aware of it. It wasn't until I decided to do a yoga teacher training in 2016 that I became consciously aware of the connection between my reactions on the mat and my reactions in everyday life. Sure, I knew that yoga was making me feel good and made me feel a bit calmer, but I didn't fully understand how much yoga was enlightening me emotionally and spiritually until 2016. We will dive more into this later in the book, but for now, I will just say that my yoga practice allowed me a safe space to explore my shit and discover myself. It provided me with the most powerful gift, self-awareness. Self-awareness is not something we arrive at. It is, just like yoga, a practice. We are multifaceted beings, always learning, growing, and expanding. With every new experience, we gain a broader perspective of ourselves and the world we live in. This is why self-awareness must be a conscious choice and nurtured through consistent check-ins with ourselves. As I am writing this, I feel a similar sense of awe and gratitude to what I felt on my 25th birthday. The journey of creating this book has been cathartic, sacred, and hard, but mostly it's been incredibly healing. During the process of writing this book, I also remembered that this is the second book that I've written. The first book was called That's the Way Life Goes, and I wrote it in fourth grade. No, this is not 
a elementary school project that I was required to do. I wrote it and illustrated it, thank you very much, because I wanted to experience being an author. I was always an avid reader and wanted to try my hand at writing my own story. I remembered taking it in to my teacher and seeing her face. She was puzzled because it wasn't an assignment she had given and most kids don't just roll up into class with a completed manuscript. I asked her if she would bind it for me and she did. The book was about a woman who throughout her day had a series of unfortunate events occur. She spilled her coffee all over herself, got caught outside in the rain, and when she got home, her poodle named Sunny had shit all over her carpet. The book ends with her accepting that it was a bad day, cuddling with her misbehaving pooch, and saying the final line of the book, which was, well, that's just the way life goes. In some ways, that book was a prerequisite to this one. Sure, it was an amateur project, and I was only nine. But the message of accepting what we cannot change and cultivating the ability to reframe negative situations is uncannily similar to many of the concepts I present in this book. The main theme of this book is unpacking the power of choice and helping you understand that you, not your life circumstances, get to choose who you become. My intention with this book is to help you realize how worthy you are of healing and feeling good in your life. The tools in this book will support you even after you finish the book. You can revisit the journal prompts and mantras as your life changes and shifts. In yoga, we sometimes end classes with the Sanskrit greeting, Namaste which translates to, the light in me sees and honors the light in you. So with that being said, namaste. I bow to you in reverence for your decision to dive deep with me and for choosing to do the work necessary to become the person you've always wanted to be. I'm so glad that you're here. So that's it, guys. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it encourages you to go out and get the book, not just to support me, your girl, but to enhance your life, you know, that's why I wrote it. So it will be officially available on May 1st. That's our launch day. And then pre-order is already up on Kindle select only. So if you have a Kindle and you would like to purchase the ebook that way, you can do that now through Amazon. Just search Lindsay Casey um, but there's also links in my Instagram bio. The paperback and other retailers for ebook will be available in the next week or so. So stay tuned. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Lindsay Casey. I post so many updates there. But yeah, let me know if you plan on getting the book. Let me know if this episode served you. And just thank you so much for tuning in and listening and taking time out of your day to listen. I'll talk to you soon.